Okay. Let's get down. Good to have it. Good to have it. Okay, you ready? You're listening to Level Up Your Learning Podcast, the show that shares all things edtech, including ready-to-use today ideas for bringing digital tools into your classroom or at your school, and conversations to grow your pedagogy to take yourself to the next level with hosts from ECISD Digital Learning Team. Hey there, friends. Welcome you all to our fourth episode of Level Up Your Learning Podcast, being recorded today from Odessa, Texas. My name is Stephanie Marine, and I am a digital learning specialist here for ECISD. I am a native of Odessa, Texas. I grew up here, went to school here, and I have been teaching in ECISD since 2004. I have taught for 16 years high school, mainly biology, but throw in some IPC, yearbook sponsor, student council sponsor, wild bunch sponsor, students in philanthropy, done a lot of different little things throughout the years. I completed 16 years of teaching high school and then this is my second year as a digital learning specialist and I am excited today to be joined by Lauren. Hey there y'all, my name is Lauren Tavares. I am the uh, currently the ECIC Director for Digital Learning. Um, I'm also 16 years uh, with the district and so I uh, spent time in our classrooms uh, working with third, fourth, and fifth graders. I've also supported ECIC teachers as a curriculum coach, um, assistant principal, principal, digital learning specialist, uh, blended learning coordinator, and then again, like I said, just currently our director for digital learning. And so um, I'm also the uh, mom of two, um, and so that keeps me busy. I don't uh, have much uh, time to get bored with anything. And so really excited about y'all uh, joining today and what Steph and I are going to talk about. Um, we're continuing our series on the four C's. Uh, so we um, the four C's, if that is new to you, they include collaboration, communication, um, critical thinking, and creativity. And so we've kind of just broken this up into um, one of those four C's per episode, and we are on the third of those. And today we're really going to focus on creativity. And so creativity is something that is so important, um, and hopefully Steph and I will share some things to think about and just different ideas and ways that creativity can be brought to your students in your classroom. And so um, that's gonna be our focus for today and what that means for our kids. So definitely, creativity is so important. It's quickly becoming one of the most important skills in developing future-ready learners. So we're preparing our students for a future in which they will need to be able to think creatively and solve problems. So why, Lauren, do you think uh, creativity is important in student learning? For our kids, they really need to be prepared. Um, like you said, we're preparing them for a future that we don't necessarily even know what it looks like. Um, we hear that often, but I think we really need to take that seriously. Um, our students are gonna need to be uh, um, empowered and have the skills to experience just kind of what messy, messy feels like. And so uh, being able to um, unleash that creativity and solve problems that they're not being given the answer. Um, I think too often our students have learned how to play the game of school. Um, traditionally, school has been, been very, it very much follows a formula. And so if you pay attention to, to a lot of our kids that are successful, they've learned how to play that game. They know what the formula looks like, they take the content, they spit it back out, they get the grade, and they move on. And so we really need to look for ways to uh, um, challenge our students to think differently, to learn how to think. Um, and to learn how to ex experience failure. 
um, maybe not be successful on something and how do you recover from that and um, working together in teams and so that creativity really is not necessarily you know scissors glitter and glue it's more them being creative in their thinking um, and how they take their new learning and they they organize it in a certain way so I want I'm, I'm interested Steph what are some examples of what creativity in the classroom can look like you think oh there's so many ways and when I look back at how teaching has evolved so I started teaching in 2004 and I used to always do this I taught biology so it's an analogy project so they had to know that cell organelles and make an analogy. And we used to use, remember, textbook covers, how you had to have all these textbook <laughs> covers, and I'd always have tons of them. And so they would draw out their analogy, and we, they could make it a city or a restaurant. So I think about how we started then, and there's nothing wrong with that, using their brains to think creatively, create analogies, to learn a concept, and then they're drawing. But then through the years, uh, in my last four years of teaching, I was at a one-to-one -one campus before it was fully the entire district. And so then I was able to be more, you know, allow more opportunities. So I still kind of use the same project, revamped it, but then students were creating, they had choice. Some were creating PowerPoints, digital drawings. I had one student create this amazing 3D model that I wanted to keep, but she took it. <laughs> so like, you know, it's just neat to see when you allow students to kind of have idea, you know, opportunities to actually try something different. Here's the project, you give me, you know, that what I need, here's all the criteria, but you decide your format. So there's other ways to be creative in the classroom. Now um, that we have CAMI purchased by the district, allowing students to create, add videos, screen recordings, drawings is real easy. You know, a simple little do now assignment, you could have them be creative with that. We have Canva now, free for educators, which has so many, I had a teacher reach out to me about comic strips and said search comic strips in Canva, a million comic strips, so this English teacher is able to assign a comic strip activity where the, the layout's already there for them, they just have to fill it in and draw and plug in, or they could create and draw their own. So a lot of neat opportunities for creativity that aren't just, you know, it doesn't always have to be a project, it could be a simple assignment. Other um, cool formats that we have, Nearpod, for example, allows for creativity. Maybe you just want a simple check on what do students know before we start, and they could answer a couple questions for you, draw something within a Nearpod, and then submit that, and it just could be a five-minute activity. So there's a lot of ways for you to be creative in what you're giving your kids, and then a lot of creative ways for students to actually create stuff and show you what they know in different formats. Those are such good examples. My, uh, I'm, a, I'm a former math teacher, so my brain always goes to math. I absolutely love math and teaching it. Um, so that, that kind of makes me think of uh, really what an advantage we're at um, in the world that we're teaching in today and that we do have access to digital tools. When I was in the classroom, we didn't have, we had our, we had our <laughs> desktops, our, our two, uh, two, three desktops for that the kids could use, um, but we didn't have a device for every student to be learning, you know, learning on and, and bringing into the learning. And so I think about uh, how awesome it would have been to have tools like Flipgrid, if any of you ever learned with me, you know Flipgrid's one of my favorites, but uh, even Seesaw, um, any tool that students can record their thinking on. Um, so, you know, I, I think about having students, um, traditionally we've passed out the worksheet, they do the worksheet, they give the worksheet back, and then as a teacher you go grade it to see if they, you know, know it or not. And I think about how powerful it would be for teachers um, now to ha have a student solve a problem, but then record themselves explaining their process. 
um, how they got to that answer and how much more you're going to learn about a student um, when you get to actually see their thinking. Um, and so the way that digital tools can really provide so much more data to, to teachers and you know if they're not understanding it you would be able to see why and it help you know as a teacher the, the next thing you need to do to be able to help them and so just the level of thinking for our kids we have, they have so much more opportunity um, when when those digital tools are brought in or like you said Steph taking an activity and just revamping it making small tweaks to it um, to where the student is more in charge of their learning and they get to be more a part of that process. And it's so important for teachers, you know, if we give them a worksheet sometimes, you know, you don't see what they're thinking until after they turn it in and then you have time to grade it. So sometimes using some of these digital tools like Nearpod, for example, you immediately get their results or I know people do Kahoots. Um, Genially is a really cool creative one. It has little games in it. I know people use Book It. There's like a number of digital tools you could use, but you get immediate responses, even like a Google form. And you can quickly see, is, are, is everyone getting the concept we're on or not? And then um, you can you know, figure out what you need to change maybe in your teaching or reteach. And so those are some cool tools to kind of help with that. But definitely um, when students are asked to explain their thinking, that helps a lot. So like she said with Flipgrid, talking it out in Schoology assessments, there's an opportunity where students can kind of draw and write out what they're thinking. Maybe it's a math problem and the teacher can keep replaying it so they can kind of see what was out of sequence. And so that really helps when you can visually see, sometimes just verbally, you know, hear it, auditory, what the student was thinking. It really does allow students to be more expressive and for teachers to understand them better. That's awesome. Well, and honestly, if you went through, if you're listening to our episode and keeping a list of all the tools we've named at this point, <laughs> there's there's just so many. Mm -hmm. But I really want to stress that going back to preparing our students for their future okay, and just the experiences we need to give them and to teach them to think creatively and critically, um, you wouldn't necessarily need to use all of those, mm -hmm. right? You would just pick a couple, you know, maybe pick one, get started with one. Because um, even just using the one is so powerful for kids and opening what learning can look like. And I promise they'll be more engaged and they'll have more fun doing that also. So I love the rubric we've been sharing, which can be found in the description of this episode and how the levels of integrating creati creativity are described. So this was created by Megan Kelly with at Boost EDU, and it does a great job guiding us to self-assess at what level we are fostering creativity in our classrooms. Yeah, and that's so good too. It, that, that was really helpful for our team to be able to just think through, uh, you know, you hear the word creativity, but what does that mean? You hear uh, collaboration, but what does that mean? And so it gives some really practical ways uh, to, to help teachers understand um, what that would look like in their classroom. Um, gosh, we've shared a lot of information, Steph. Um, <laughs> if there is one more thing you would want to share with people about creativity in their classrooms, what would it be? Um, like Lauren said, just pick one and start with one. Don't feel overwhelmed. There's so many cool ones, but right now what we have free for our district or that's already paid for by our district is like Cami, Canva. So I would really look into those Nearpod. Those are our three main ones that you have the full versions of, full access to everything. So there's so much neat things you can do with them. So reach out to any of us, your digital learning specialist, and we can uh, help you figure those out. And there's all kinds of YouTube videos. We're still learning all the time. So I really think those are neat. And if I were teaching still in the classroom, those were things that I would be using. Love it, love it. Yeah, and I love that Steph just mentioned, just find who you're, who's your support. 
who is, uh, and so we, we want to share this information with our friends all over the world uh, through, through this podcast. So everybody's got different supports and just finding out who uh, that person uh, or those people may be. And YouTube is a wonderful thing. Amazing. It's <laughs> a lot of things on YouTube that we, we use often. So I think we're going to wrap that up. That uh, gives you some things to think about um, with creativity in classrooms. We really want to encourage you and hope you'll join us for our next episode, which we will break down a critical thinking. Um, if you have not checked out our other episodes, they're, they're all available. They're all uh, open for you to go in and explore those. And so just thank you for continuing to learn with us, and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Level Up Your Learning. Make sure to visit our website for more information on topics covered today. And follow us on Facebook, ECISD Digital Learning, and on Twitter at Tech ECISD.